On this week's episode of the We've Seen That Podcast, Jim and I hopped on the train to Busan. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jim. Cut the music. We are back, Jim and I, for the 81st episode of the We've Seen That Podcast. There's rumors fluttering in the air of a Scott return, but I will believe it when I see it, Jim. He, he we're throwing yeah, these are the really best. light rumors. Yeah, he told us not to announce his return for next week, so we're not gonna. Um, who knows? Maybe it'll be like a really fun like wwe return when they like the music just shatters in the background and like the guy comes walking out that's been gone or do that shit too remember last time he came back he played fucking dark knight <laughs> yeah he see he's so into himself man i don't he hate has it. a rather high opinion of himself. he does he really does and like like his return is some high and mighty you know accomplishment for the pod but hey he's the man i'll I'm just giving him shit. We'll love it when he comes back. Since he's not here, it's easy to rip on him, too. So, that's I mean, it's not for. like it's hard when he is here. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> Although I almost... Uh, I don't want to give away too much, but I almost... Eh, turned into a Scott for this movie, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll let the review take care of that. Um, first, why don't we just get into what we're watching. Jim, not so much, huh, buddy? No, it was a light week. Well, we recorded on a Saturday. I've this had, past this, week, I had the and same problem. I know <laughs> it's just poor time management on yeah. my part. And Sunday night, we did sit down and watch the Oscars. Um, we'll do a little bit of a recap after this, but first thing, Coda wins Best Picture. I had been a huge stand for Belfast. I still think it's better, but I have absolutely no problem with Coda winning. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, Quick chat, probably about sure. the biggest, not highlight, but moment of the night yeah Will we'd Smith be remiss not the to stage talk to beat it. the shit out of chris rock <laughs> what the fuck insane i didn't watch the oscars i know shame on me but it, it was like their second talking about watching all the nominees next year and it, doesn't even watch it was like second lowest rated oscar show of all time so i feel like i wasn't the only one that didn't watch the oscars but i feel like the tail end of it probably took a spike upwards yeah because it was like the last 25 minutes i woke up i think i fell asleep to be honest and then i woke up early in the morning and i to like my phone just blowing up about how will smith stormed the stage and slapped chris rock i was like wait wait what and i w- immediately went to twitter to like find <laughs> like some video it was hilarious i see now we were watching and i still only saw it on twitter because like the six second delay they do for live shows they cut it out before it got to us so was it cut entirely from our broadcast that we saw on hulu yeah Hmm. it apparently made it out to a lot of international markets though and lots of international people were watching due to drive my car being nominated for best picture right that's crazy so you didn't see did you get to see like chris rock talking at all or did they just cut the whole thing a bunch of it was cut. We just thought Hulu was buffering. Ah. Um, so we didn't see the infamous joke, um, the slap, or Will Smith shouting back at him from the crowd. Right. See, I'm under the impression that, like, I understand. Like, I actually know some people, or one one or two people that have that disease. And I get it. Like, there's nothing to be made fun of with someone who has, like, some sort of health condition, you know? But also, like... It's beyond sensitive, right? Right. But also, you have a comedian up there whose job is to literally roast people, and he's presenting an award. Like, these people are around each other all the time, these A-list celebrities. Like, they get roasted all the time. Like, you should be able to, like, handle the situation. At least, you, you should not storm the stage and assault the presenter is what i'm really getting at no matter what right really. one of the interesting things to me is um the initial reaction shot from the really extended clips you can find on twitter and online 
Will Smith's laughing at the joke. At uh, yeah. First, but his wife is clearly upset from the get-go. Right. Um, and so it feels a lot like she kicked him under the table, like quit laughing. And that's when he decided to get upset. But he just seems totally unhinged because he goes on to win best actor for King Richard, which fine. He was all right. Yeah. Um, uh, and just dude seems fucking crazed. You know, he's it's now the Academy is taking action against him. He may lose his Oscars and he may be expelled from the Academy. It's super cringe because on what should have been like, one of the biggest nights of his life. He's winning the Oscar for best performance by a lead actor. It's completely overshadowed now. Like no one's gonna give a fuck. Like this is what all I'm more salty about is that it overshadowed Best Picture because Coda, being a like majority deaf uh, cast, yeah, should be getting a lot more talk than it is, and that makes me mad. And the, one of the actors from that won the uh, Best Supporting. Best actor. Supporting, yeah. yeah, Troy Kotzer. Right. Yeah, it is just unfortunate. Like all the. All the good things that come out of the Oscars, like all these people that win all these awards that you would really feel good about, are now completely overshadowed by this stupid incident that really should have never happened. <laughs> like, come on. It's, it's in Will absurd. Smith's defense, um, Chris Rock apparently went off script and that was not originally in there, so therefore it couldn't have been cleared with either Will Smith or Jada Pinkett Smith. Right. Doesn't make the reaction okay, but. Obviously, when you're unprepared for something, you react more emotionally. And yeah. there were shitty off-color jokes most of the night, like bad ones. Yeah. Specifically out of Amy Schumer. Right. I'm just saying, like, this isn't, like, the first time someone's made a joke like this, you know? Especially coming from, like, a comedian in this context. Like, you know, with everyone in the crowd basically being of the same status, you know, it, it's... It's often that they a lot of people just get roasted and jokes happen. And I understand, like, it, it can be a sensitive sub- subject, especially because I'm not, you know, I personally wouldn't know. But Ticketmaster tweeted, too, that overnight they sold more tickets for Chris Rock shows than they had in the entire previous month combined. <laughs> and that's That just seems, uh, yeah, why? <laughs> just because he got slapped? I don't. I mean, <laughs> let's talk about how Chris Rock is really kind of a big ol' has-been. Seems notorious for being an asshole. You know, right? I mean, so this this whole shit show sh- is not terribly surprising, right? Yeah, you got it there. Like some of these people, you just haven't really heard from in a while. Like, when's the last time you've heard right of like Chris Rock doing something like you know outstanding, actually notable, right? So who knows? It was a strange, strange incident, and I fear that we're just going to be talking about it now for far too long. Um, we already have. In my opinion, it just sucks that it's kind of the only thing we're talking about coming out of the Oscars, which should be a night for people to celebrate, you know, at least certain people. Um, some people deserve recognition. I, I usually don't like to side with all these people because they live in a world that's completely different from ours, and I don't feel like celebrating them, you know, right? I, that much. I just, but. it's something I could never do, therefore I have to kind of respect the fact that... right. Acting is harder than what I do. It has to be because mm-hmm. I can't do it, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Or else I would. <laughs> yeah. If everybody could do it, they would. It's easy. Um, yeah, perfect. So, yeah, strange Oscars night, but we'll get over some of the awards later. Um, so what did you watch, dude? I continued my watch of Succession. I believe I am now, like, halfway through episode six of season two. Um, you're plowing through. I am. It's just, it is so good. I can't even begin to like talk about how much I was talking. I got one of my other buddies to watch it and we were texting the other night and I, he's exactly right. He brought up, he's like, I want to hate somebody, but I just don't. And that's the thing. You like, when you watch a show, you usually find some character you just hate. And by no means are any of these people, good people in this show. They're pretty much all terrible. Um, and they're all playing this crazy, like, mindfuck game amongst each other. Um, but you want, you're, like, trying to find someone of this group of people to hate, but then they'll, like, do something that, like, just makes you laugh, or you just respect how smart they are playing the game or something, and you're just like, God, I just, I like them, but they're fucking over this guy, but I still like him too. It's like, I don't know. It's just insane. I can't wait to get through. I'll be sad when I finish. Uh, there'll be... There's three seasons, so I still have a ways to go. I'm only about... All of them 10 standard episodes so far? I think so, yep. 
So uh, I've heard season three is pretty insane. I'm sure season two will end just ridiculous too. Shit's starting to pick up now that I'm like at the midway point through the season. But remind me too, Adam said season two was his favorite. Yeah. Yep. And I can see why. I mean, I obviously there's a, probably a lot of punchlines left to fit it to mark that down. But it's it's been great. I love it. Adam was right. He was so mad at us for so long that none of us actually watched the show. <laughs> but I'm, I'll say it right here. He was definitely right. Um, then I watched Whiplash for my one movie. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say I sat down and watched. I turned it on um, and I watched most of it and I think I fell asleep. But that movie is still just a 10 out of 10 for me. I know we. I think we've done that on the pod. Well, we've done so many, it's hard to remember. But I know, right? Um, yeah, I just love that movie. J.K. Simmons is just unhinged, and it's like we did do that on the pod. Nines for me and Scott. Oh, nine from you actually. Did I, I give it a nine. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. So up in the score, nine for me, ten from you, ten from Scott. I am up in it. That's a ten. I like it too much. I think I was just trying to like vote against Scott when I gave it a nine, but <laughs> it's incredible. I someone's got to counteract him other than me on yeah, occasion. I know. Otherwise, he just goes wild. Um, yeah, I think I've told the story. That was just a movie I bought on a whim for like 10 bucks because i saw it was like nominated for best picture and i was like oh this looks interesting and i just sat down and watched it in my room in college and i was like told came out to my roommates i'm like that's like one of the best movies i've ever seen so they it's all love it good one it is it's great um so other than that just a shit ton of elden ring and i think i've played enough hours now to give like at least a preliminary score of a nine out of ten for elden ring it's pretty fucking good. What would you say your percentage of completion of like the main campaign is? Oh, Do you have any estimate for that or no? Nothing. I mean, I've done the whole thing now because the places are so big. Like the starting, right? you know, the different parts of the map. I've done the thing now where you just go on YouTube. And I feel like I'm not strong enough to like really progress much farther in the main story. Because I've gone into some of the newer areas and it's been a little difficult. So I've been going to YouTube. This might be cheating, but I don't really give a shit. And I just go and look up, like, where all, like, the quote-unquote, like, um, optional bosses are. And, like, sec- yeah, and and secret, secret caves. And I'll just go and... I'm trying to, like, clear all them out before I really move on. So, but it's... get yourself as over-leveled or equal-leveled as possible. Right, yeah. I just like to be able to, you know, fucking... I know I got to parry and dodge a little bit. It's a Souls game, but I also do just like to go in and slash people to death. It's kind of fun. Button mash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to take a leaf out of Adam in my book. Uh, we have a rule. You know, we play video games the way we find them most enjoyable. If watching YouTube tutorials is your way you find it enjoyable, there's no problem with that. Thanks. I appreciate it. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's too much. They're on there for a reason. They're guiding people. I just look to show the locations and I'll travel there by myself and go in and fight the boss. Help watching right, where they still got to get there yeah, and press the button. It's still, not like they're coming to your house and doing it for yeah, you. Yeah, I still got to defeat them, you know. It's not like watching the video is just beating the boss for me. It's just telling me where he is. So, yeah. Right, and I can't count how many like Pokemon walkthroughs I've looked up for stupid shit like where to find things or you know how to get specific pokemon and whatnot oh for sure i mean back in the day i used to watch how to this was on like regular game boy with the yellow and blue you could there was ways to like glitch it and you could like clone master balls and stuff (laughs) you'd end up with like 99 master balls so you could just go catch anything you wanted did you have a game shark i didn't I had a friend who had one. I looked recently to see if I could buy one so I could go back and use it on my games, and they're so ungodly expensive oh, I now. Bet. The coolest, In addition to being hard to find. Yeah, the coolest thing we had among Scott and Rob and I were just, like, the transfer cables so we could, like, battle each other or trade our Pokemon right. in between the games. But, yeah, other than that, not much else going on. Um, like Jim said, we kind of had a short week since we recorded on Saturday, but... Why don't we get into this Oscars recap quickly for you guys before the review. Um, again, Hypeworm off this week. We'll come back next week raring to go. I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. Should say Moon Knight did drop yesterday or this morning. Yeah, I yesterday guess. being March 30th. I haven't watched it yet. AJ has reported that he thought it was really good. Okay. That's so good big time know. recommend out of him. Perfect. A new Halo episode tonight, March 31st. Ooh, I'll be so waiting to hear Angie and I will hopefully sit down and watch yeah, that. good deal. 
Okay, so let's just start with what Dune won, because it didn't win Best Picture. No, it did not. Thank God. And therefore, <laughs> hey! did not get a sweep. I mean, it's good. It was not Best Picture, well, I don't I think, among this class. I'm just re- glad so it, it was nominated. It got the re- at least I think it about, got the right? respect it deserved. I agree, maybe it's not. By the criteria, maybe it's not Best Picture, but it won a lot of the cool shit. It did. Best Sound, Best Production, Design... Best film editing, I feel as though that's kind of iffy. Best cinematography, best original score, visual effects. I mean, it's hard to argue with any of those, I think, other than maybe editing. I have a little bit of a gripe with because I think it could be a little uh, better clip, you know? Sure. Best costumes went to Cruella, which I felt kind of surprising. I didn't see this, so I don't really have a true opinion on it, I guess. Right. Uh, what else here? Ooh. Best documentary went to a thing called The Queen of Basketball. I don't truly know what it's about. Never heard of Best it. Best animated short film goes to The Windshield Wiper. Again, mm. don't truly know what this is about. Unfortunately, for some of those categories, it's always like just out there because trying to track them down is tough. Right. Best makeup and hairstyling goes to The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is out a a true story about a disgraced televangelist who like kind of comes back huh just kind of strange topic there but apparently it was good enough to get nominated right best adapted screenplay goes to coda because that's based on a book best original screenplay goes to belfast because it's based on kenneth Branagh's life that that's good w what a that dude's talented man not only is a good actor but he's now directed a handful of movies, and having one of them now be nominated and almost winning, I would assume Best Picture's got to be pretty cool. I feel like it was up there, personally. Yeah. Your favorite, Ariana DeBose, wins for Best Supporting Actress. Yes! I saw that! The best part about that damn movie, and I called it. Sounds it sounds like this was not even close. I, you know. Maybe I was... I put... I'm not going to say I was just jumping on the bandwagon. I had heard mumblings about how she was a favorite before I watched the movie, but, like, she literally just, like, popped off the screen for me when she was on she screen. Did. Like, I was like, this, she's the best part of the movie. Like, I, it's no surprise to me, honestly. Great. I want to say this is also the only win for West Side Story. I think you're right. I didn't see We discussed either. Best Supporting Actor, Troy Kotzer for Coda. Very well-deserved. He was great. I'll have to check it out. For sure. International feature film went to Drive My Car, which when you're nominated for Best Picture, this is not terribly surprising. Yep. Best director goes to Jane Campion. I have an inside scoop from our Twitter. Twitter posted woof. This Ooh. was bad. Yeah. The movie was awful. You weren't a fan. I've t- really didn't like it. One guy at work keeps telling me to watch it, and I haven't watched it yet. He's, he's kind of liked it, but I don't know. I'm torn now. Best animated goes to Encanto. No surprise there. Adam really wanted Mitchell's versus the Machines to win, yeah, um, but he, said he wasn't surprised about Encanto. He was super high on that. I should try to check that out. That's on Netflix, too. Is it? Good, good deal. Also from Disney, Luca and Ryan the Last Dragon also were nominated, so they had three of the five nominations in this category. <sighs> yep, just powerhouse. Luca was good. We did that one on the pod. Yeah, I liked one. Luca, and I think I like it better than Encanto. Mm-hmm. Best original song goes to No Time to Die by Billie Eilish. I was really there for this because I did not want to see Encanto win because I, I thought the song was fine. I didn't think it was that special. Right. That's like, Also, Beyonce had one in this category, and if she won, I was very much so going to say it was based upon her just being overhyped because Beyonce is overrated. <laughs> that's, that's quite... The Bayhive can come for me. This, that's quite the snap there, Jimmy. Um, I feel like the original song is almost like every year that the James Bond movie comes out that it's always nominated. And I think obviously it's at least nominated. I'm pretty sure yeah. the Adele one, Skyfall one, I'm pretty sure. I do believe Skyfall one as well. But yeah, they always have bangers. And I know you hate opening credits, but I always like to watch those kind of at least for those movies. I wish they would just put it in for the closing credits or I, I don't know. Maybe play it over the beginning portion of the movie. Right. I'm not sure. You just don't like the five minute But yeah, I really do hate opening credits. To the movie. Oh, God. They're so boring. Yeah. You know, it doesn't add to the story for me. Right. Best actor we discussed goes to King Richard, and best actress goes to Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Other nominees here, because I feel like 
this Eyes of Tammy Faye movie was not talked about, at least in our circles, very much. But other nominees were Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, Olivia Colman for The Lost Daughter, Kristen Stewart for Spencer, and then Penelope Cruz for Madres Paralelas. Paralelas. Hmm. Sorry if I butchered that. I haven't... God, I haven't really heard of too much of any of those, really. I, well, the Ricardos one I've heard quite a few I've heard of that about, and then but... everyone was fucking talking about Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana and Spencer yeah that's true I bet she was probably she's on Hulu that. right now I've been meaning to watch it yeah she's kind of come along her and they both graduated very well from the vampire movies her and oh yeah our Pat they've become like really good he's actors. taking his turn into the comic book movies to one degree and she's getting into really like high drama right yeah I think they're both have done very well for themselves since whatever you want to think of the twilight saga i guess i've only seen like one movie so i can't really speak on it too much i've seen all of them and i mean i don't think they're as terrible as some people like to make them out to be they're not great yeah but i don't think the books are very good source material either sure god that was like everything the high school girls talked about back in the day it's ridiculous right. edward versus jacob <sighs> which team last note on? on the oscars um will smith winning best actor Angela was very upset that Andrew Garfield did not win for Tick, Tick, Boom. Hmm. And sounds as though, um, at least based on IMDb polls, Andrew Garfield was the favorite for this category, and it was a major upset that Will Smith won. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't really hear too much about like Will Smith kind of ever leading, you know? So that is, I guess, kind of surprising. I think I heard more mumblings. Wasn't um, Denzel nominated, too, for... Tragedy of Macbeth, yeah. yeah. I think I honestly heard more rumblings for him. When and I, I didn't ever... even hear about that. That's an Apple TV Plus uh, original. So I, I think I mean... it's the Coen brothers, if I'm not mistaken, too. I could be way wrong, though. I must... Are you going to make me look? I know. I might, I might be right, though. I might be wrong. Those are the only two options. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally waiting in anticipation. Because I'll feel like an idiot if I... Directed by Joel Cohen, hey! so I think it's just the one. Well, it, that counts. Good enough yep, for me. and only written by Joel Cohen and William Shakespeare is <laughs> well, listed on IMDb. Yeah, I'm glad he's still getting his credits. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to see that when it came out, but I haven't got around to it either. I don't know. It seems to be like it's actually in like the iambic verse, and I'm... That turns me off a little bit because it's it's goofy. I prefer, I guess, modern English retellings of them. Sure. It's just, yeah, it can be hard to follow. Maybe I'm just uncultured, but I don't know. I just, if you are, then I am too. It's hard to listen to. <laughs> oh, perfect. Anything else, Jim, from the Oscars that stood out to you? That is all of it. Good deal. Hosts. <laughs> Not a fan. Like I said, I didn't watch. I probably should have, you know, for having more source material but i watched on my i i watched the oscars on imdb like while it was going on i kept pulling it up just to see who was winning the awards because i had like a live tracking thing going on so i was just on the app checking it out but here's the real question who won that fucking fan favorite one? Oh yeah i didn't even hear about that they didn't put it in the show they give it to that fucking cinderella movie that i didn't even know came out and it was supposed to be terrible that was like winning a couple of months ago when we talked about it. Army of the Dead won. <laughs> I actually love that. I still haven't seen it, but still. That's good. That shouldn't have won, but that's whatever. Funny. That's funny. <laughs> Over fucking Spider-Man? I know. That's a joke. Spider-Man. That should have been that should have been a cakewalk for Spider-Man. And that probably should have had uh, best visual effects, too. Yeah, true. I God, mean, Dune was... wasn't a slouch when it came to visual effects, but... No. Spider-Man was better. Oh, I wanted to say big shout out to Hans Zimmer picking up his second Oscar for best original score. And I went back and looked and it is a fucking travesty. I said this in the group that he didn't win in 2014 for Interstellar. That's a joke. Yeah, I'm there. Unbelievable. One of the Did best you look to see who else was nominated that year? I looked at who won and I was completely blown away. I mean, I don't remember the score of this movie, but I've seen the movie once or twice now, and it's it is good. It's very good. But um, who won the Grand Budapest Hotel, which is a really good movie, 
I really like it. Yeah, I've it's, not seen that one yet. It's, it's on the uh, backlog. You know, it's very good, but like Interstellar is like, come on. May I am it's next level. I'm fucking biased. It's my favorite movie of all time, but still, I mean, that is one of the greatest, most like encompassing scores throughout like a film I've ever seen. Like it's that's what you, that's what and most it, like, people goes think the about. whole fucking time too. Yeah, I know it's like constant. Like every you talk about that movie, a lot of people shit on that. Like some like super critical movie people like to shit on it because they think it's just dumb, hot, whatever. Christopher Nolan that love thing. conquers time and space. But then they all talk about how good the score is, and I'm like, yeah, because it's like that's one of the it best. Slaps. And it didn't win that year, and that is just shocking to me. But anyway, rant over. I'm a big Hans guy. <laughs> Love him. All right. Well, Jim, let's get into Train to Busan, the South Korean zombie film we watched this week. Why don't you give the people a little rundown of where they can watch it and what it was about? Okay. So this is currently streaming on Prime. It came out in 2016 and is about two hours long, Red right on the nuts. Um, while a zombie virus breaks out in South Korea, passengers struggle to survive on the train from Seoul to Busan. Love it straight to the point too wildly accurate <laughs> i will say i i will feel terrible for anyone's name we butcher in this just because it's yeah because there's going to be a lot of them unfortunately it's all south korean actors but um did you notice that the guy that plays big muscle guy ma dong sok um he plays gilgamesh in the eternals so Seriously? he's in the mcu now I did not even notice. That is fucking sweet. It is awesome. I just, I he looked familiar when I was watching the movie again. I'm like, went to IMDb, little quick search. I'm like, holy shit, we just saw. I him. love doing that. It's always cool when you find that. Yeah. So that guy's come a long way. I mean, he's in the MCU now. Technically, it's pretty. Yeah, and done in less than six years. He went from starring in a all uh, Korean film to being in international Marvel blockbuster. It's pretty awesome. That's not necessarily to say it's a huge improvement. I mean, Eternals was good, but I mean, that's a larger role to get into an international market at least. For sure. Okay. I guess the one way to do this, because it's going to be hard, because scene by scene, we don't really go scene by scene so much anymore, but I kind of want to break this down in like three parts. You have like the beginning and then we'll count just like the train We'll just kind of go over our favorite parts, if you're okay with that, because there was, like, so much shit that happened on the train and a couple times they got off. Yeah, additionally on the train, it kind of dragged in a few points. But yeah. And then... I agree. Yeah, just talk about the high points. And then, obviously, we'll go over um, the ending, how we felt, you know, finally. But, anyway, so let's go kind of set the stage. You know, the opening scene, we get a guy just kind of going to work driving some work vehicle runs over a fucking deer kind of outside of like a looks like some sort of research plant um yeah he's stopped on his way in by people in biohazard suits yep. saying that there was a small leak at the research <laughs> institute thing always good to hear to begin a movie um drills a deer he says this is a shit day gets back in his vehicle takes off the deer gets up fucking zombie style like and just, you know, <laughs> zombie style. I love that. Fucking cuts away to train to Busan title screen. I'm just like, all right. Here and it's we got go. like white blind eyes then, too, yes. you know. Awesome. It actually looks really cool. Uh, it did. I, I felt like the CG there because I, we've seen other CG deer, or at least I have in, um, not the shape of water, the cure for wellness. That's what it is, which is also about water. And that one did not look nearly as good as this one. Yeah. I mean, I for some of the big action set pieces, I it did look surprisingly good. Um, just imagine how many fucking extras they had to use in this movie, too. It's crazy. Right. I'm looking real quick on budget. Ooh, yeah. Because it's hard to... I don't know how easy it is to find for... I'm sure you can just type it in, but... It's 10 billion South Korean uh, units. Okay. We'll just say of that's currency. I don't know what they are. Conversion rate of, I'm gonna guess ten billion. So maybe a U.S. comparison would be like, is that like a thirty million dollar budget? It's a guess. I have no idea what the conversion rate is. I'm just spitballing. Ten thousand South Korean won is eight point two three 
U.S. dollars. Okay. I'm mathing. Hold on. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to leave that This to should you. be easier. I should be able to do this in my head. That's, that's why I know I cannot. I'll leave that to the money guy. That's uh. But just quickly to lay down a little more groundwork before we kind of get into it while Jim's figuring that out. It's uh, like 121 million bucks. Holy shit. So that's a pretty big budget. That is a surprisingly high budget. Yeah, I thought I thought this was going to be low budget, and I was going to say, well, when you're low budget, you need to make do with real people and what you have. Right. No, that's... But it seems as though they had a lot of options. And in my opinion, I mean, maybe it differs from yours. I think for the most part, it, it looks like they they did a pretty good job. With I agree. I th- I, nothing looked totally fake. Right. Maybe other it's... than the deer, you could tell it was CGI, but it was yeah. better than most. Right. So... Uh, as we get through that title screen, we get introduced to Sok Woo, played by Gong Yu. He's like the father, I guess, main protagonist. But although the first half of this movie, he's a huge doucher who likes to work too much and basically ignores his daughter the whole time. Um, In my mind, I just called him dad the whole time because I don't know if this is less of a emphasis culturally on what people's names are but i feel as though they did not mention very many of the characters names they're at least in the because i did not watch it dubbed i don't know how if you did or not i watched it with subtitles, subtitles. i didn't even know there was a dub i don't option. know if there is either for sure i just watched it with the subtitles I, there's a lot of the use of like mister and not so much names you know yeah um but uh, beefcake guy uh sang hua he uh, calls dad here jerk or asshole a lot instead <laughs> a lot. of referring to him by name because I don't think they ever truly introduce themselves. That's true. I mean, they're all strangers once they get on the train. Um, But anyway, we find out this dad works too much. Um, his daughter's staying with him and it's her birthday, but she really just wants to leave and go back to see her mother in Busan. Yeah, um, his ex-wife specifically. So right. obviously not living together not necessarily on speaking terms. Right. So the daughter's been staying with grandma's kind of been over at their house watching her while he's just been working for God knows how long. We find out he's a, like a hedge fund guy. They just call him a fund manager, but yeah, I would assume that's basically what it is. So manages money, probably pretty stressful job, you know. And that's why Beefcake doesn't like him. (laughs) He refers to him as a leech, a bloodsucker. Um, and that he's used to leaving other people behind. Right. So that's where this basically leads to. Uh, the father and the daughter, uh, they, he agrees to take her back to her mother. Uh, they get on the train bright and early in the morning to Busan. Um, ah, that's the movie title. Leo <laughs> pointing at TV. <laughs> yeah. Love it. <laughs> oh, there I am. Um, but a couple interesting little tidbits here. We notice as like the train is about to leave, they are already boarded. Um, you can notice one girl sneak on, you know, kind of who's missed. using like her uh, stockings to like tie a tourniquet around her leg. Right. So she's clearly been injured, and we all know where this is heading since we've seen the zombie deer already. Um, and as the train starts to pull away. Uh, the girl's kind of like, like Jim said, in the bathroom trying to tie herself up. Uh, we see the daughter staring out the window and we just notice a guy just get fucking just lit up by like, obviously what turns out to be a zombie. zombie. Just some guy takes out like the train guy that's been clearing them to go off the platform. So right away, we kind of get some hints of what's about to happen. Um, unsuspecting passengers though, they don't really know what's going on. Except for now, yeah. Dad falls asleep immediately. So yeah. then, uh, daughter, uh, Sue Ann Kim, uh, who I believe that is both her character name and her real name is Sue Ann. Yeah, uh, sneaks up to go to the bathroom where she runs into Beefcake Sang Hua <laughs> and his pregnant wife, who's in the bathroom, Siong Kiong. Again, please forgive us for butchering names because I'm sure this entire cast is listening. Right. But it's a good movie, so we'll just hype them up anyway. We'll make it feel better. Yep. Um, yeah, daughter kind of goes investigating. She's got to go to the bathroom. The father wakes up and begins to kind of wonder what's going on. He's getting calls and, like, texts from, like, his assistant saying, like, shit's going down. There's, like, explosions. And you can kind of see the train has, like, some TVs 
and there's just seems like a riots going on but people are just like fighting for their lives it almost seems it's kind of a jumbled mess you can't really tell what's going on um, right and if this was actually happening it still would be a jumbled mess you know right. so i feel like that's pretty accurate but based on like the subtitle translations you the other passengers in the train are kind of shocked at what's going on or what's coming across the tv is talking about like people are kind of going crazy you know all the typical like early stages of like zombie apocalypse you know i always yeah there's discussion of a little disease before eventually the government comes online and says like don't believe the rumors you're hearing these baseless rumors are not true and then pan to someone searching for hot word zombie on their phone exactly i i always wonder how our officials would handle a similar situation would they tell you to just Poorly. like would they try to <laughs> well probably um but do you think they would try to like downplay it like this is this always about trying to control panic or would they actually just tell you like maybe you should just you know stay in your house or whatever 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 the know? question is whether or not all of them would believe it was happening I mean, it is true. It's got, yeah, it's so instant. I always enjoy, these are some of my favorite parts of, like, what makes a good zombie movie is, like, a good establishment of, like, the beginning. I like that. Yeah, and when you can see a parallel to how it would play out in the real world, which I think this is one of the best parts of this movie. Exactly. Like, you don't have to go so in-depth of, like, showing, the like, the streets and everything, but just enough where, like, normal people... You know, at this moment where they're just on a train and you would just see news headlines like shit's going crazy, you know, explosions as you drive by, you know, even one moment when they're in the car going to the train station, there's like a building on fire off in the distance. You know, it's like stuff like that where they're just like, huh, wonder what's going on over there. You know, little did they know to talk about the fire for half a second. There's ash floating on the air uh, to uh, dad and daughter's car. She sticks her hand out the window and catches a piece of ash in her palm. That disintegrates onto her palm, leaves a little gray mark. I 100% thought she was infected right then and there. Wouldn't that be something? God. I mean, I would have liked that, but it's kind of stupid. Right. But I still would have liked it. Well, who knows? What, yeah, it could have been like fucking burning zombie ash and you never know. And then she doesn't touch like any other person until like two thirds through the movie. So I, right. I And then I watched it and I was like, oh my God, that's it right there. It's going to happen. <laughs> yes. And then someone just... Spoiler alert, did not happen. Did not. Uh... But anyway, we get to the point now where um, the girl that had snuck onto the train that was infected, uh, spoiler alert, she is now like convulsing out on the floor in the middle of one of the train cars. Um, one yeah, of so the... one of the train attendants, I'm assuming like a flight attendant, uh, is trying to stop her from seizing. She eventually gets her face bit off. <laughs> Carrying her through the compartments. <laughs> like one of the funny... With her fucking... <laughs> Just uh, like slothing on her back through a crowd of people who are just like shocked as fuck. Like they're all like, "What the hell?" Like I almost like how no one just turned around and sprinted because I would just be like, "What the fuck's going on?" Some piggyback and getting her face bit off in the middle of the train. Um, so yeah, I mean this from here, you know, shit just goes nuts because as you get bit. This is one of my complaints of the movie. We'll get to it towards the end. Is like how fast people become zombies seems to it was like five seconds for this train attendant lady right it seems to vary with who gets bit i don't know we'll get to that later um but yeah as the peoples are getting bit now they're turning faster and faster and before you know it we have like an entire train car just full of zombies beating their heads against the walls chasing everybody through the car um yeah so dad and daughter are running up towards the front of the train i believe at this moment, um, yes. Right. Beefcake gets his wife out of the bathroom that he told daughter to go past. And so they're now running behind dad and daughter. Dad shuts the door in Beefcake's face, which is the initial uh, part of their rift, failed relationship, yeah. before eventually letting him and his wife through. His pregnant wife, we should also note. Yeah. So he was getting some sort of pressure being told to shut the door and stuff like that. So, I mean... It is tough. You, you, it's the always the horrible rule of do you risk everyone's life for one or two, you know, even though you morally you should probably try to help everybody. Um, either way. I think, I think yeah. anyone, any normal person is immediately going to be like, you know, I'm looking out for number one. Right. I've never been in a zombie apocalypse. I can't say what I would do, to be honest. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they shut the door. 
um, after everybody's in now, they realize that the zombies cannot hit the the door mechanism, so they don't even really need to lock these doors. They kind of just shut them, and the levers just stay up, um, which is kind of, you know, it's, I'm fine with that. It's not like they're going to be super rocket scientists that can figure everything out. Um, I thought maybe one in the mesh of zombies would just bump accidentally the fucking bump the thing handle. and yeah. open it, but I guess not. Um, one thing they also immediately realized, which I feel like was rushed to, is that if they can't see normal people, they don't really like do anything. Yeah, they become docile. So that was like a kind of pregnant quick... wife splashes water on the window and pushes newspaper up against it, which I feel like eventually would dry out and fall off. Sure, and that's what stops them from yeah banging on the door. But that was, I agree, somewhat of a quick revelation. Um, but again, it comes very especially handy. in the heat of the moment too. Like no one thinks that clearly in the heat of the moment, right? Because they just, yeah, it was almost like a one-off line. Someone just says, like, they went nuts when they saw us, you know? And then it's like, oh, let me immediately cover up the window, and they'll just, you know, they'll just stop. Like, how would you know they would just stop if they didn't see you right away? So, who knows? Uh, But, yeah, from here now, they're basically just riding it out. Um, Maybe one of the parts, Jim, where you consider it kind of drags. They are on their way to, like, one of the stations in between um, before the Busan stop. Uh, is this the one where they intended to get off where the military was then coming up? Yeah, where the military supposedly was. I right. forget the name of the city, but um, Dad had found out that uh, the city was going to be placed into quarantine or the people coming off the train were going to be at least. Right. So he's told by his friend to go over to the east square of the city rather than the main square. Yeah, where he'll have someone kind of waiting to escort them out. And yeah, to like uh, evac them out. Right. Uh turns out there's kind of like some like i'm just gonna call him a homeless guy a pardon for any sort of insult that's just kind of what he is dressed like who had also snuck on the train he had overheard the father talking to the guy on the phone um and he's like i'm coming with you guys even though everybody's going off to the main square um one of the craziest fucking scenes in this movie ensues um it's clear now as people are going down the escalators and the stairs to get to the main square that the entire military has already been overrun zombified and now there's fucking zombie soldiers all over the place and jim to me this would be the most terrifying thing riding down an escalator as yeah, what do you do? Zombies chase you from the bottom. Like, how do you get... You're literally being, like, slid into the mouth of death. <laughs> it's so horrifying. So people... This is where we get a lot of the, like, extra train passengers just kind of by, you know, by the farm here. Uh, they just get overrun. Meathead and his wife are able to escape. He throws her over the railing of the escalator onto the stairs. Onto some regular stairs. Right, and they run up. And for a pregnant woman, she books it, man. I love it how one time, too, he even asked her, he's like, you could run, right? <laughs> like, <geez. laughs> this guy's just like, no business. He's like, or he's all business, I should say. And he's a beast. Um, So, we switch back to, at this moment, to the daughter and her father and the random guy. They now discover that there's soldiers that have been zombified to coming around their corner so they book back they end up getting separated at one point the the pregnant woman grabs the daughter as they run by while the dad and meathead and a couple other people stay back to try to block the door for you know the impending horde that is now chasing them back towards yeah the glass doors abound in this movie too tons of glass shattering so um, they finally eventually get it locked as the train is already like leaving the station right pregnant lady daughter and like an old grandma get on yep um but are separated from the remainder of the survivors that are a few cars up right. from them the conductor or back i should say some dickhead some baseball player's girlfriend and then yeah like another train worker that bigger group has now entered the front of the train while the rest of the, like you said, the women that had escaped with the one baseball player are now towards the back, which is where... Right, and Beefcake and Dad are even further Further. Back. <laughs> so they're in, like, car nine or something, which the daughter and the wife have now in door 13 trapped, like, in the bathroom because there's Yeah, we've zombies. got it backwards. The largest group of people is the furthest back is there in 15. The women are in 13, and Beefcake and Dad are in nine. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, as now they've 
boarded this train again on their way to Busan um, because this stop has clearly been a shit show. They now have to decide to fight their way through the cars of zombies that are still on the train, mind you. There's still plenty of zombies everywhere. Uh, and we get, like, just this awesome train fighting montage. It reminds me of the one from uh, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Yeah, yeah this thinking, reeked of Snowpiercer. thinking the same thing, just from, like, fighting from car to car. They tape themselves up on their wrists and forearms, grab a couple weapons that they can find, and they just start... Which was kind of like Brad Pitt in World War Z. He tapes the magazines on his arm. Yep. Which is... It's for a simple, simple thing. It's probably one of the most effective, you know, because that way you can just fucking, you know, forearm them to fight Yeah, them you off. put your forearm in people's mouths. Right, and they can't get through. Well, I will say the other two, the baseball player had a bat. Dad had, like, a shield thing that he made... The yeah, he took guy, that off a riot police zombie. One guy just had fists. <laughs> Me, yeah, that was beefcake. He was just fucking punching guys, throwing them through the ceiling, like, all over. Just leading the charge through the cars to try to make it. Was it was more than a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, it was insane. In addition to the fact that going bare-knuckle punching zombies in the mouth is just a bad idea. It probably is. You probably won't be going for too many jaw shots when one bite mark could, you know, turn you. But anyway... They make it through a couple of realizations here as they discover that, like we said, when they can't see you, you know, they they're not go attacking. docile. So they go through a couple tunnels where it's dark and the zombies basically just shut down. They're really only responsive to noise at this point. So they're able to use like a couple banging things to distract them. They even use a cell phone at one point to scoot past a whole herd of them. Um, but eventually they are well, able to make it to the wife and the daughter. And there's like a whole series of tunnels. Uh, Dad has it up on his Google Maps. Yeah. Which is an interesting... I, I like that little tidbit. You know, you'd be able to map out the trek a little bit. Here's my question, I guess. So we've determined that when they're not... When they can't see you, they're pretty docile. When they're in the dark, also docile. And they have white, milky eyes. Right. Do we believe that they are totally blind, maybe? That's or a, that they can, they only have very limited vision, even in light. Right. That's just, you know, that's the whole thing is like, I don't know what their senses really consist of. Cause clearly noise, you know, they use it in the dark. Um, right. But right. As far as like vision goes, you know, you'd almost think a blind person would be able to see better in the dark. You know, as, as weird as that sounds, you know, like it almost like light would be too blinding i don't know it's, it's yeah, especially kind of with white thing. milky eyes that they would take in maybe too much light right right so i don't know it's a little bizarre um either I'm way i'm trying to decide if i think it's a stroke of genius or if it's bizarre <laughs> yeah right it's somewhere torn in between um anyway they are able to make it to the wife and daughter uh here we get one of the more nerve-wracking parts of the movie um and unfortunately the end of beefcake uh, they are finally to the last car trying to make it to the bigger group. The larger group has now barricaded themselves in, though. Not yeah, because the baseball player called his girlfriend, who is right. with the large group. They do not And want... she told them that they were coming in the COO character. He says he's COO of, like, a freight company, I believe. Yeah. Stallion Express, I thought it was called. Right. King asshole of the movie. Yes. He's the villain of the piece. He, uh basically says how do you know they're not infected yada 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 so he convinces everyone else on the cart to kind of set her aside and and shut lock themselves in so as beefcake and the dad are holding back the horde chasing them now to the last cart everyone else is trying to get through to the other side um is we're here beefcake sacrifices himself tells the dad to help break the door down so they can get through to save his wife um, yeah, so dad and baseball player break down the door into the car with the main group. Yep. And, um, yeah, go ahead. And make it through the second door because there's like that vestibule in between trains. Right. Or right. in between cars. And they sh they are able to wedge themselves in enough just to get through as Beefcake is now lifting up one zombie, taking bites and like holding Yeah, using it, him as a fucking battering <laughs> Holding ram. it sideways and holding up the other like 40 that are trying to bust it. And here's one of the more like egregious animal. cases of someone taking forever to turn into yes. a zombie because he lasts for like 10 fucking minutes. He does. And he's probably been bit 
I, like, this was my one argument, was, like, well, okay, maybe a, numerous bites make you turn faster, like, because in the beginning, people are just getting bit, like, crazy a thousand yeah, times. Yeah, and, like, getting bit, like, in the neck, jugular right. carotid arteries. But you can imagine, he must be getting bit all over the fucking place by, like, at least a couple of them. So, you know, and he's still holding up pretty strong. So, like, their their conversion rate is a little lenient here when it comes the to... The only argument I will make in their defense is, like... He's probably not being bit by patient zero, right? Which sure. I guess the first couple of people were not necessarily bit by patient zero either because we see other zombies out on the train platform. Right. And maybe the later down the chain you are, the more diluted the virus is. Could be. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Like, maybe it was just like the less severe of bite. But again, you and know. he did we... get bit on an extremity instead, like right in that webbing between your pointer and thumb. Right. So who knows? But we'll get to some more pretty slow turns later here. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they're able to get through. They board up the door again. Um, but this time also the larger group basically shuns them to the vestibule further up the train. Um, yeah, at the suggestion of the COO. Right, which is... I was like, okay, you can do that farther away from the fucking horde. I'd be like, sure thing, you fucking losers. <laughs> yeah, they're all, like, trying to argue at first. Yeah. And baseball player's girlfriend elects to go with them as right. well. Right, So they're, they go up there, then the group now locks, reverse locks it, them, ahead of them. Um, it's this scene, though, is so dumb. I understand, <laughs> like... The sentiment, you know, the old the old lady has a sister. The granny didn't make it before. Right. She elected to stay in with the zombies that Beefcake was holding back. Right. And now her sister, I believe, um, is in the car with the big group of people. She sees her looking kind of innocent for a zombie in this case. Um, and just Fucking looks, opens the door. Turns around and looks at how shitty everybody else is being and just lets them in. Like, and I don't know in what insane world, Jim, I would still just go open a door of zombies. I don't know. I don't think there's ever a situation. It was, it was pretty absurd. Um, so yes, now our hero group, I'll call them, is safe. They're the only ones safe. In the vestibule as everyone's getting torn apart, as you can see. And the, the conductor window. up front driving the fucking train. True. Almost forgot about him. He's just too nice, though. We'll get to that later. <laughs> But, uh, we do see that the yeah. male train attendant and COO make it into a bathroom right. and are safe. Which comes up big later. Uh, so yeah, the train is now on its way to Busan. Um, unfortunately, the conductor notices that there is a huge blockage of trains on the tracks. Like everywhere is just crashed over. They can't really go any farther. He brings over the PA system that he's going to go look for another train and to have everyone who's alive, because he doesn't know, which is awesome, but he's like, any survivors, just go to the far left track and meet me Please there. Please transfer safely. Right. <laughs> so he takes off booking, tries to find a few trains, zombies and all of them pretty much, um, ends up finding one like parked, and he starts kind of chugging along. Uh, our hero group is now wandering around trying to find a way to cross over, um, but unfortunately... There's like a big fire train coming through and it just crashes and like basically secludes them off from each other. They're a big like... Yeah, so wreckage. they're like stuck under the wreckage of other trains. Not squish, of course, but... Yeah. Underneath but, the lean-to of two trains. Right. So at this point, the COO dickhead had uh, sacrificed his bathroom partner to get out of the train. Um... Took Which, off. let's talk about that for a yeah, second, sure. because it doesn't make sense. COO looks out, so he's in there with male train attendant. Yep. Tells male train attendant the coast is clear, so male train attendant opens the door, sees the zombie right the fuck there. Yeah. COO pushes him out and into the zombie, therefore drawing the attention of all the other zombies to that exact spot. Yep. And these are not slow zombies, they are fast zombies. We no. should have mentioned this. They, yeah, are, they are fucking quick. Fucking burners. Um... And then COO just fucking slides by and leaves. Leaves with the door open, so now some are piling out behind him. Which is important, because now they're just running all over the place. But Yeah, because everyone else was smart enough to shut the fucking doors. Right. So he shakes off, he chases down the conductor. The guy trips and, like, hurts his ankle as the train's, like, scooting by him. Conductor just goes, fuck, and gets off and helps him. God damn it. 
which you know was the end of him. A couple zombies. Yeah, Co throws him back to the zombies. Yep, catches up, bites him. Conductor gets eaten or turned. Coo limping his way to the fucking moving train, hops on, and he's there now. Back to the hero group who's pinned under the thing. The two baseball players. Oh fuck! Well, I should say two baseball players got killed by Co too. Pretty much. I mean, he had thrown the girl, the girlfriend, into one of the zombies, and she got bit. So then, the really much the baseball player just let her eat him at that moment because he was sad. Kind of a. It's the least he could do. Little moment. Um, but yeah, the last three. Father, daughter, and then the pregnant woman are pinned under this train where zombies are like right above them in the windows, like just looks creepy as fuck. They try, they crawl underneath. Um, I guess it should say that they got blocked at one point. The dad did, and he had to pull some heavy like ball thing out of the way. It was like a wheel of the train. Yes, it had blocked the entrance that they were crawling through. Uh, The homeless guy sacrifices himself, which is a nice moment. Um, Let's the girl. One thing to note, he is listed in IMDb credits as homeless man, so you're not off base. Well, there we go. I don't feel as bad then. Homeless man saves daughter and the pregnant woman. They are able to escape as he gets like fucking just fallen upon by zombies out out these train windows. And now they are booking to the moving train. They are able to get to it. However, they are being chased by a mighty horde of zombies to which create yes. like this body chain dragging behind this. Cause there's like a handful that are hanging onto the railings and then a bunch of them and are others just are holding onto their holding feet onto and so them, on. And it's just like a ball of like a hundred zombies just being dragged by this moving train. It's pretty cool. It's I was sick. there for this, except for when they did the overhead shot, you should have seen pieces of zombies scraping off the bottom. That would have been cool. Just like body, ch- you know, legs and stuff flying all over the place because they're getting drug over that big fucking uh train yard gravel right whatever that breaker rockers and then metal shit laying out i mean it should have been just ripping chunk which would have been a neat touch i won't lie but then we get like this one zombie like figures it out he crawls across the whole top of him he's able to like jump on the train and now there's like a little fight between them he they're able to throw him off and he kicks... And Dad starts kicking hands of the others before getting rid of all of them. Right. He's able to break free of the, the entire group. So they feel like they're safe. They move up to the to the conductor door to which they see COO, who's clearly been bit. However, he now is still rambling on about how he wants he to He needs to get to his mother, who's waiting for him in Busan. Yes. So like a so he's to, talking, but his eyes are already all white. Right, and it's trying to make you feel sorry for him, which I was. I was like, I know what you've done, you fucker. And they even like talk to him. They're like, sorry, dude, you've been bit, or you're infected. And he just like notices. He like looks down. And he's got his veins and shit. He looks like garbage, and he starts freaking out. All of a sudden, just tries turns. to eat dad. Yeah, turns, tries to eat dad. Little scuffle. Uh, pregnant lady saves him once. chokes him out but then the dad ultimately gets a hold of him and gets bit in the hand so yeah he was using like his bare wrists to like hold him back under his neck and i'm like this is the end for dad i know it was sad um lets him bite on his hand a little bit just long enough to where he can like chain himself to the train and then he throws him and the zombie guy off the zombie then obviously flies off the train he's still chained to it gets up Tries to explain to the, his daughter, who's freaking out now, and the pregnant woman, that they need to stop the train once it's safe. Um, and we get a pretty sad moment now as the daughter is kind of losing her mind once she realizes her dad's going to have to go. Yeah, and also to note that she didn't really care for him very much. Not until you know, this point, um, or like early at on, least the so... last half hour when he started like saving people. He so he a... walks to the back of the train engine, because that's all that's left at this point. Stands there looking off into the distance, crying, while his eyes turn white and his veins start bugging out, before just slowly leaning forward and falling off the train. Right. So, one cool touch, I will say, is, like, they show you maybe what most people saw then as they were starting to turn was kind of, like, almost like how your life flashes before your eyes. He saw some nice moments with his daughter when she was born, um, which kind of puts him at peace. Although then, yes... Like Jim said, he kind of leans forward and basically offs himself off the train. Um, I will say when he first Some got would say yeet when he first got bit, <laughs> I thought we were gonna get like a Walking Dead like 
cut the limb off sort of thing just to see if you can stop the infection. Because they did that in The Walking Dead. like some They did it in World War Z, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he cuts her hand off. I almost thought we were going that route because I was like, can I really get to kill But they didn't have anything for it. It wouldn't have made any sense. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, I don't know. They could have. There could have been like one, like an axe in a glass case, like there is sometimes somewhere. I don't know. But it's weird. I, Not the wildest thing we would have seen in the movie. I just didn't think we were gonna go kill the dad route, to be honest. But hey, they fucking did it. You know. I think it was good. I think it was the right choice. Yeah, because he really did. Because it, it got the emotional catharsis then from the daughter and for him. Yep. Yep. So as the movie ends here, the daughter and this. The pregnant woman have now arrived at Busan. Um, they have to walk through like this tunnel that's been like barricaded a little bit on the outside with a narrow walkway through. We see at the other end of the tunnel there's some soldiers who can see them coming. They radio to command to see what they should do. They're eventually told to kill them because they can't tell if they've been infected or not at that distance. And then they... Uh, girl starts singing which eventually saves their life essentially yeah because they can't talk which should have been the only thing that uh baseball player's girlfriend needed to tell the group trying to stop him earlier because they were texting in addition to the fact that they were talking on the phone so it just doesn't make any sense so now that they've survived we assume that they are living with the military in busan all right so yeah i mean that pretty much wraps it up um I guess we'll get jump into scores. I'm going to start with you, Jim. Um, what did you think about this zombie thriller? Movie is good, not great. Gets a 6 out of 10. As we talked about, there's a few inconsistencies that I wish were explained. Do kind of wish we got to see more at the end of like how Busan has survived or what they're doing to survive. Maybe that'll be in the sequel. Right. But... We do, yeah, because it's almost just, like, tossed upon us that it, yeah, there's, like, a one-off line where they just say Busan was able to use defense. Yeah, has been successful you know, at primary like, defense. We should also note that right. Dad, the fund manager, gets a call from his assistant analyst, Kim, who says that the outbreak came from YT Biotech, I believe was the name of the company, which they were apparently right, heavily invested a- in, and his analyst is, like, crying because he, uh, um thinks that they're to blame for the outbreak and dad then has a breakdown right. about it and then it's never talked about again yeah so it just like adds to it like his his sort of moral like war that he's in with himself but like like you said they don't really touch on it much more than there is a scene with that oh called train to busan um, to peninsula or in some markets just called peninsula interesting i honestly might check it out because me jim this is a top five zombie movie i don't for me. disagree with that i just i think came it in, has its failings i was thinking about a nine but i'm gonna settle with an eight um just because there was some of the stuff we talked about that like really just they're pretty freely deciding who can turn into a zombie and whatnot was yeah who was, gets the extra you know, time it was hit or miss Right. It almost was just pretty plot armor-ish. Um, I wouldn't have a problem with it if they just didn't show so many instances where some people just got bit once and turned in like two seconds. You know, it's like, maybe it's different if they get bit in the neck. It's a lot quicker to the blood. Yeah, you know, I understand, I guess, but I don't know. It was just a little, a little, if you know, iffy for me. Yeah, they were taking um, liberties. A couple of the loose, like, major plot points like maybe that we just talked about the uh, you know the instance where they were investing in the company and we don't really turn you don't really find out how it got leaked or we you don't know, what happened there but um for the most part this like running gun thriller is like right up my alley when it comes to zombie movies like some of my favorites are like the 28 days later which is another similar i want to say like, i sprinty. think that might be the best one in my opinion i had heard this yeah. was the best one and i'm not sure i agree with that anymore Right, that that was probably up as my favorite. So this is definitely in the top five. You know, zombie. I haven't seen like too many, but there's enough to distinguish. I think it's definitely one of the better ones. I may even put it in the top three. Um, I fucking love it. Korean movies kick ass as a rule, know? it seems. So yes, exactly. Um, 
it's just it's really good it's a lot of fun uh not too much dragging some of the scenes on the train can maybe drag up but for the most part you're just getting into a fucking you know run them up and it's so funny there's no guns in this one thing movie. we should also note we never just, get like, to see about that. one of the zombies re-killed so to speak and that was a frustration yeah. True, and that's like, it's interesting though, because it's like how these people are just fighting, they're normal people on a train, right. you know? so they is it headshots like only, or is it like just, you know, shoot them enough times yeah. and they go down, like video games? Exactly. So, it was just an interesting take. I like the train concept, you know, I'm just a sucker for that sort of like, you know, thing. Obviously, Snowpiercer is great, I just love the whole fighting through the certain cars and how they're different like almost like different levels in a game i think snowpiercer is better because of like the different themes for each car whereas this one there was not nearly as much of that we should also note that peninsula or train to busan 2 is streaming on amc plus and is available to rent for three bucks on prime excellent i'm probably gonna have to watch it just because to finish it out Perfect. Well, thank you, Jim, for that. That was a lot of fun. I knew you'd kind of like it. Train to Busan's a good. It's a good time. Yeah, let's not um, leave this to say that I didn't have fun with this movie. It's just that I don't think it is that grand of a movie. Right. Right. I hear you. I'm not ripping on you like Scott would. <laughs> um, perfect. Well, that wraps up that. We'll talk about it next week. We have an absolute fucking banger. We, Jim, and I have been tossing this one around for a while. Episode 82 is going to be fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark. One of the best Available movies. to stream on Paramount um, Plus for those of you that have it or dig out your VHS slash DVD. Perfect. Which is what I'll have to do. I'll have to find it somewhere. I know I own the trilogy <laughs> though. So we'll be getting into that. That'll be a lot of fun. Can't wait. Maybe a Scott return. He told us not to tell about. Who knows? Just I keep that under your hat. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well, thanks, Jim. Why don't you tell the people where they can find us? As always, you can follow us on Twitter at weave underscore scene underscore that. Like us on Facebook or email us at seenthatpodcast at gmail.com. That's S-C-E-N-E, that podcast at gmail.com. Excellent. Thank you all for listening to the 81st episode, Train to Busan. Catch us next week for Raiders. Once again, I'm Anthony. And I'm Jim. And roll credits.